Social on the sidelines, we are back and joined by a very special guest, Shabazz Khan, Amara Baptist, with the one and only Astasia Williams, who is a great follow on Twitter. You should be sure to follow her. We'll get into that, though. Uh, we have a new sponsor, the second episode with a new sponsor. Amara, take it away. Social on the sidelines is powered by Zoom. Attention is currency. Monetize with Zoom. We appreciate everyone tuning in. Um, Estasia, welcome to the show. It's been, this has been a long process trying to get you in here, but we are finally in here. We are excited. What is going on? Yes, it's like cool to be sitting with like two legends right now in yeah. our social space. And I'm super excited to finally be on this podcast and just chat with you guys. And congratulations on this revamp and a new season. You guys are killing it. So appreciate it. Appreciate it. I guess for the, the listeners, um, I hope everyone is familiar because they should be. But if they are not, uh, let's get a little bit of backstory, Astasia, in terms of your uh, experience in the sports realm, most recently yeah. um, at the Washington football team. Mm -hmm. um, and then prior to that, obviously, some stops elsewhere, Carolina Panthers. I might be missing a few others. Take it away. Yeah. Um, so I'm originally from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. So go Tigers. Um, I... Loved football, all that stuff, been into the football world. Um, and then I went to, I got my undergraduate degree from Dilly University in New Orleans and went to Northwestern for my master's. Shout out to the Medill Mafia. Um, and then from there, I got my first job with the Carolina Panthers in Charlotte. I spent maybe two years there. Um, super fun. Uh, really just kind of getting my feet wet, learning how to actually do social media for our brand. Um, it's one thing to kind of be good at social for yourself, but tweeting for like 3 million people on Twitter and like 2 million on Instagram is a whole different ball game. Um, so I learned a lot through there and really kind of get into like my creative bag for a brand. And then I went to DC United after, which kind of was like short trip, uh, spent six months there. Because um, I got the call from Washington football team to join them. And when they said we we're going to like do a reset in a new era, they meant that. So um, so that was a journey. I did my year there. Um, I recently left. So um, we'll see what's next. For sure. For yeah. sure. Uh, We've loved watching your journey. Like I personally, I feel like a mom. I'm like, there she goes. <laughs> my child. <laughs> Hearts. Heart. You're the best. Love <laughs> it, it's been dope to see, obviously, the yeah. work that you and the team has, has been able to do when, when you were out there and even at DC United for a little bit. Talk a little bit to us about those different journeys and, and what the differentiating factors were, I guess, that led you to, to leave the NFL for the MLS and then back to the NFL um, for, for people who might not have had the experience yeah. to, to take cross league journeys. Um, you know, what were the differences and what were the similarities between those gigs? Uh, nothing at all. Uh, <laughs> DC United, uh, when I was there, was kind of like in startup mode when it comes to, you know, their team and what they want to do within the community and how they want to kind of like reset within the league. But although they've been around since like the start of MLS, they kind of were getting left behind a little bit. So I joined when it was just kind of like a hard reset. So like we were just trying things and I knew nothing about soccer, but the person who reached out to me about the job was just like, hey, like I've seen what you've done, you know, in Carolina, we're looking for this person for a social media manager. Like, are you interested? I can help you with the soccer part. 
I said, um, okay, well, uh, this is my chance to, you know, try to get some manager experience. Um, would I recommend that? Like, sure, if you're confident and you think that you can handle it, but it was not easy. Like, I just learned what a DP was, um, you know, now that I have left. And I was like, oh, that's what that is. That's what that means? Cool. So, what does it mean? Like, yeah, it, like designated player. Okay, got so, it. I, it was constantly the football comms guy was sitting next to me. So it was like constantly me just like asking him questions, which was helpful. Um, so I did appreciate that, but it, it was cool. And then um, obviously going back to the NFL, cause that's, you know, where my roots are, which in, is in football. So, um, so I was like, all right, this is my chance. And then obviously it was like a promotion. So it's like, let's go back. Let's um, see what I can do within this new role. And, they were obviously bringing in Coach Rivera, so I've, I've worked with him. So there's already that established re relationship there. Um, and, you know, I was excited to see where, what we can do with the new era coming in. So we did a lot. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so I know your Twitter bio has said uh, I've made a career off tweeting. Yeah. And I think people listening, we get a lot of, you know, young folks listening yeah. And, um, can you speak a little to building your, your own personal brand, how important mm -hmm. it is and how your journey kind of went um, from making your career off Twitter? Yeah. Um, so, Lord. So really, it's hard to really say, like, I branded myself on Twitter because it's really just me being myself. Um, it's not a brand. It's literally just me. And I see social media as like a way to showcase me instead of like this brand that I know that sounds weird, but like, that's no. just what I choose to do. Um, and it's like, Hey, like if this job doesn't want to accept me for who I am personally, then I don't know what to tell you. I know that like, I'm good at what I do, but I'm also not just going to hide myself, you know, to make others comfortable. Um, so, and I just use my social media that way. And you know what I would tell the young people coming in, it's just like, be yourself um, because trust me and we all know those people who are not being themselves and who try to portray this image of you know as like experts in the business or like always tweeting about like brand things and it's just like just relax just be yourself you know show that you know how to work social media because that's essentially what it is like you don't have to always have like topics of conversation like just do social media and have conversation yeah, no, that's that's an important point you make, and I you do a fantastic job of it. I, I know. Uh, I love seeing the dog photos. I love seeing the jokes. It's it's nothing but uh, entertainment for me when I come to your page. But but on that note, um, you know, I, I think that there is something to be said. You know, it was an interesting note that you made regarding like uh, people that might think of themselves as experts, and and the one thing that you know, I, I think at least it's like it truly, no one can really be a full social media expert because yeah. there's so many emerging platforms. There's so many new things day in and day out. And so I think it's one, you know, it's, it's one thought to have opinions on matters and being willing to put those out, but mm -hmm. acting as a subject matter, matter expert on all things social media is I think where you get into dangerous territory. And then there's the, the other side of thing, uh, things when it comes to creative and like, we just need to support more creatives, right? Like, I think a lot of times there's a lot of judgment without understanding the nuance to what's happening on the team side. 
uh, from an organizational standpoint, everyone has different goals. I always talk about that, right? Like just because from an outside perspective, you might not have posted this. If you were in charge of the brand account, you don't know what that person was going through or what was asked of them to do that. All this being said, you know, uh, with your most recent expert, and you talked about being a manager as opposed to, to maybe towards the onset of your career um, at the Panthers being more involved creatively in like every post, right? From a manager standpoint, you, you might still have done that, but I'm curious what the dif what the differences were as you progressed in your career, um, especially on the managerial side. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of weird. It's like, I think there's like two eras within this social media space. Like, I think it's like the people who originally came in and have a lot more structure experience whereas like you have like this new wave of creatives coming in and they're more creatives driven and so like you have the people who started off with strategy and learning the platforms and knowing like the real behind the scenes of it whereas there's the new us coming in and like okay like we're thinking content wise like what's funny what's gonna you know attract the eye of our fans of our consumers so it was like that difference that I needed to learn. Like at the Panthers, it's like, all right, my creative juices are always going. Like what needs to be posted like for Valentine's Day? Like what ideas do we have for like Cam's birthday? Like, can we do something, you know, weekly that's cool, um, like for sponsorship and stuff like that. So that's kind of what my brain was going. And then as like you transition to the manager side, it's like you're more campaign and strategy focus of like the overall goal and not just like day to day. So I would say that was kind of like the big transition. For sure. Yeah. <clears throat> I know um, you and I have talked about this quite a bit offline, yeah. but, um, and I just watched the, uh, or listened to the clubhouse panel. That was amazing. If people mm -hmm. missed it, um, you were on it along with some of my favorite creators in the space. Yeah. Um, can you speak to the lack of diversity in the social space in particular for, for sports and, you know, I think people listen to this podcast um, that are in hiring positions, and I think it's such an important conversation that we all need to have at the, the forefront of our minds. Can you just speak to, number one, the lack of diversity, how important it is that we change that, and then how you think people can, can try and be active in, in fixing that? Yeah. So a great example I'll give is um, with Amy, who brought me to the Panthers. Like, she reached out to someone um adina andrews i feel like everyone here knows her yes adina is like the godmother of all things she's great um she reached out to her and adina sent out this mass email to this um nabj email listserv was like hey i have someone interested in the social media coordinator spot at the carolina panthers let me know if you're interested and around this time i'm leaving like uh, a football game so I was doing social media for Maria Taylor for college game day um like behind the scenes stuff so I was like oh this looks cool like let's see what happens so and this was already me traveling to Charlotte for my internship that I eventually dropped because I got the Panthers job so she basically just sent out a cold text a cold email just reaching out for black creators she wants someone black in that position um and she essentially got me. And so, and I think there's not enough people doing that. And everyone is just trying to reach within um, their circles, their own network. And you guys know how it goes. Like someone refers to you, someone, 
and they're just you're trying to fill that position so fast that you're like, all right, let me just go with this person that I know refer this person instead of actually just doing the work and really digging and seeing that there are a lot of black creatives out there um, who deserve an opportunity as well. And it's, and I'm not going to say it's hard, um, but it's like, you have to be willing to give that opportunity on the unknown um, being that it's not a lot of us here and it's not a lot of us, you know, just going to bat for us like others. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, you know, we, we've talked about it or I've spoken about it in the past, I think, with, with all of you. And I know Amara and I have talked about it as well. But one thing that uh, a lot of people might not realize outside of the industry is, especially at these entry level, early internship positions by default, um, you know, for whatever reason, because of a lack of pay, because of a lack of, you know, consideration for broader groups, um, the, the candidate pool is, is narrowed because the, the likelihood for people to be able to work at minimum wage, move across the country for a job and then be able to sustain themselves while working 40 plus hours a week, yeah. you know, you're narrowing the, the group of people outside of, you know, privileged individuals. Um, and I'll say, you know, I, I was one of those, I was able to have my parents help um, and, and be in market when I first got into it. But a lot of people, you know, I've, I've had to turn um, in my career, there's been a ton of talented creators that I, I've not been able to hire because they weren't able to work for seven twenty-five an hour and move across the country, and they shouldn't have to, right? Like that's that's not how it should be, um, and there needs to be a solve for that, so that you know, to your point, we can get more diversity within sports, uh, more inclusion within sports, and you know, when, when we talk about um, diversity, it's diversity of thought, it's diversity of perspective, orientation, gender, all of these things. Um, so I, I appreciate you saying that. Um, now, when it comes to your time most recently with the football team, uh, tell us a little bit about that experience and, and maybe why, um, you know, what led to now where, where recently um, you had left that post, if you're comfortable sharing. Yeah. Um, so during that time, it, it was a lot. Um, you know, when Marcus originally brought me on, he said, you know, this is a new era here. Like we want to, we want to do something new. We want to make this, you know, place exciting from a social standpoint that essentially goes like through like marketing and get more revenue through social and digital. Um, and that was exciting to me. And obviously like it was a promotion. Um, and I'm always not looking for the next step, which I do not advise, but, um, it's like, I get, I don't like to get stagnant. Um, and so my personal and professional growth is super important to me. So it's like, okay, all right, let's, let's go ahead and do this. It's an, at the highest level, which is the NFL. So let's go ahead. So then you have like the pandemic, you have all, um, you know, the, the movement with, all the social justice going on on top of that, then you have the name change and it's like, it was just nonstop. <laughs> so, uh, I learned, I learned a lot as far as listening more on social and doing more, I guess you can say temperature checks, uh, on social and just knowing what is, what's a good time for everything. So, and that's, that's important. And also like with everything going on, you kind of got to change your tone a little bit because of the outside world. So 
I learned that as well. And so, and I think now recently, you know, I left just because that when you kind of just look at the dynamics of everything, it's like, it's, it was a great place. But as far as me personally, it's like, all right, if I'm looking down the line, you know, five years from now, is there an opportunity for me to grow here? Or it's like, or do we have such a strong team? It's like, I will have to just stay within this position. Um, so that's just kind of where I was with it. And it's totally fine. I didn't leave on a bad note or anything. And, and it's great. Jason Wright is probably a dream president. Um, I got to see history made like right before my eyes. And, you know, they're, they're going to continue to do great things. Um, it was just, I just know that I like to control my destiny. And it's like, all right, if I left too early, that's fine, but we'll, we'll figure it out. Um, I'm able to have my choice with that. So, and that was important to me. For sure. Yeah. Appreciate you sharing. Yeah. I think following up on you watching history, I know you were a big part of the creation of the black engagement network. Did I put that? Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? I know you were super proud of being involved and I think it's such a cool initiative. Um, yeah. Can you just expand a little bit? Yeah. So, uh, when I first got there, my coworker, Chanel Reynolds, um, she was already building it, uh, like the year before, but it kind of fell through the cracks a little bit. Um, uh, but obviously with everything going on, um, we, we were talking about it because, uh, our friend essay who was at the Panthers, she created, um, I don't want to mess this up. It's either called Stride or Pride at the Panthers, but it, it's like their own ERG with kind of like the same mission and stuff like that. And we were like, we're not letting this die. Let's go full steam ahead. Let's get it going. Like we got to make sure this is successful because this is the right time. Like this is the right time to make sure we do it right. Um, and it's successful. And so the whole organization was behind us and it was really like a treat, um, to watch Chanel, um, really work because like she's done this before so it was like I'm assisting her and she's teaching me along the way um and it, we were like the perfect balance so and, and it was it was good to watch and it felt good because we did do like good things um I'm sorry we did do good things with it and and it was good so um I'm proud of the little baby and I hope to see it grow so um and I hope to set an example you know for the rest of the league because I think we were probably the first team to be acknowledged that for officially um, outside of the league office. So, you know, that felt good. <laughs> that's awesome. That's yeah. that's great to hear. Um, you know, one thing that, that I'd be curious about, especially seeing your growth throughout the industry, um, do you continue to see kind of your, your next step being within the sports realm or are you open? What ideally... Yeah. Uh, would you look for in terms of your next step? And it doesn't have to be from a title perspective or, or anything like that, but kind of responsibilities. And, and is it still even within the sports industry? Yeah. Um, I, honestly, I I haven't even thought about it too much um, just because I was like, listen, I, I'm just going to kind of sit down for a second and yep. go see my family and yep. eat some good food and then, you know, ramp it up maybe in a couple weeks or so um, yep. because I'm so like type A. I can't like just stop. So uh, I'll figure it out. But I do know it's like the potential to kind of grow out of social directly and start getting more to like the the marketing space. Um, just because we all know social media is a part of marketing. It's not marketing as a whole. Uh, so 
Um, you know, I've had my fun there, but definitely looking, you know, to start transition out wherever that role is and whatever agency or brand that is, so be it. Um, I'm not really picky. I've done my time with the teams. I've I did the NFL and MLS. I can't do NBA, guys. I love you guys, but <laughs> uh, we'll just see where the um, the opportunity lies. Well, we're sure. excited to see where you end up. Um, I wanted to switch gears a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Work life balance. It's you know. Let's talk about. it, girl. <laughs> <laughs> we all struggle with, but I. Yeah. Feel- I'm inspired by you in a lot of ways, um, but one of them is like your commitment to taking care of yourself, <clears throat> such as going to the gym, making sure that you get up at like go- ungodly hours. Like, yeah, we won't we won't talk about that because I see Instagram stories as I'm like double chin in bed, like oh she's at the gym at five a.m. Awesome. <laughs> it's so bad it's so bad but I really respect that and admire that can you speak like is that what keeps your sanity going in this craziness yeah um and it's also just because like I was an athlete in college um in literally my whole childhood so I was always in that routine and when I first got into this business I had no routine And I just felt my mental just like going crazy right before my eyes. Like it was just terrible. Like I didn't know how to just turn social media off. But at the same time, it's like, I'm just getting started and I got to prove myself that I'm worthy of being here. So I'm overworking myself. I'm stressing myself out and it's showing. And it started to show in my work because I was making like simple mistakes and not really thinking clearly of what I needed to do on the job. So it's like, how can I just make this change? Like I gained like 20 pounds when I first started and I was like, this is gross. Um, like we body positivity here, but I know I did not feel healthy at all. So I had to just make a switch and, you know, I just had to make a commitment to myself that I have to take care of myself or I'm not going to be my best at my job. And then that's where we're going to cause issues on the job and I don't get paid. So (laughs) it really starts with you. Um, And I just kind of wish that, you know, we're getting better. And I wish this business will kind of get faster with supporting uh, work-life balance. Because you're starting to see this trend where a lot of people are talking about burnout. And it's like, look, you got to take that time off um, when necessary. Because that burnout is real. And it hits you fast. And it's like if you don't take the time to just kind of just sit in the dark and be to yourself and just turn the phone off, it's going to mess you up. So, so yeah, so I, unfortunately I go to bed at like eight thirty or nine. So that's why I'm able to wake up at five. So <laughs> I admire you. Thank you. Gary. I try. <laughs> um, you know, uh, on that note uh, a little bit, when it comes to work-life balance specifically, what do you what do you kind of rely on most because I know myself um the the mental aspect eating you know all of these are intertwined right like and as you said to it if I'm not in the best space mentally or physically like they're all totally as one right um so all of those things is there a specific side or place that you focus on um all that being considered Mm -hmm. um well for me being that I work out so much like I have to focus on my eating um, and my nutrition, which 
essentially like affects everything like your sleep um your energy throughout the day and all that i still have my glass of wine but essentially i try to make sure like my nutrition and eating is like super um top tier like if i want wings and stuff like that i'll have it but it's like what is that it's 80 20 percent rule that they say with like your nutrition that's basically what um i try to do so um, so yes, so focus on eating first and then I hit the gym and then it all just correlates together. For sure. One of my favorite things, um, has been your, <clears throat> your emergence with red wine. Yeah. I feel like I'm like, when I need a reference, <laughs> I'm like, Oh, what's she drinking? I'm going to see, like, I trust her judgment. <laughs> I have like a little wine highlight. So it's all there, girl. Excuse me. I'm choking. Okay, we're good. Stay with uh, us, what? I said stay with us. I know, sorry. I put cinnamon in my coffee, which might be weird, but like, you should try it. It's really, okay, I'm being judged. Okay, it's fine. Okay. Stacia and I both did the, the eyebrow thing. Listen, it's like Christmas in a cup every morning. Okay. Judgment-free zone. It's okay. Anyway, um, so as I mentioned before, we list, we have a lot of listeners that are younger trying to get into social media. What is one thing, like a general advice that you would give young folks listening um, about, it could be about anything? Um, I would say, and I hate to say this, uh, it's like see social media as like a highlight reel, not as real life. Um, none of us are really going to put all of our personal trauma and um, hardship on social media we will put more of our highlights on there and I would say like just take that with a grain of salt and just make sure that you are not comparing your journey to someone else's because God has your own journey that he's just waiting on you to just walk right into the path and just worry about what you have going on within your bubble um so yep <laughs> preach that that's what's up. um any any other thoughts for for listeners out there any any things that we didn't get to that you wanted to hit on um in this episode yeah um i guess it would be wrong i didn't do this but i would just say like you know as we discussed earlier to really own in on hiring more black creatives and more black social strategists, um, not just people who you're looking to bring the black voice to your accounts and having viral tweets, like say like really dig in and teach these young black um, creatives within the social space, how to really run a brand and how to really um, do the strategy behind it, learn paid social. It's like, I think the key word is invest within the black employees after you bring them on as well. Um, Cause that's the only way that we're going to get more of them in as we continue to nurture and grow the ones that are already here. So. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> and, and I think one last thing that, that I'll close with, and of course, if any of you have anything else, feel free to jump in, but you know, you, you mentioned a, a really uh, important thing about your own career, but also kind of where you see the trajectory of social, um, and that is, it's a small cog in the bigger marketing wheel. So the yeah. more that you're able to diversify your skill set in terms of above and beyond organic social, you said paid social, right? There's the whole sponsorship side to it and how you think about creative campaigns for 
you know, beneficial revenue for partners, but also within your organization, there's photography, there's graphic design, there's writing, right? Like there's so many different of those pieces that um, I think the industry as a whole, once we better equip ourselves as a whole to, to you know, be part of the bigger conversations, um, you know, we're able to educate in terms of the importance of social media above and beyond just our own crews that are doing the work. Um, yeah, so that's, that's what I would close with, but a- anything else? Well, I, and oh my gosh, you touched on a good part. Cause like we all know social is no longer going to be organic within like the next three years. So it's like, as you said, look, people who are younger go into Facebook manager and learn everything in there. <laughs> like the lead gen, the campaign pages, like all that stuff. Like I wish I would have learned that early on when I first started, um, but now just taking the time to myself and just really going into uh, business manager and just seeing the little bells and whistles, it's super beneficial. Yeah, the the lead gen, I, I get a little PTSD when you say that because like half my job half the time is, is doing uh, paid campaigns. But I love it actually because the, you get to see the direct ROI of your work where organic social is awesome. Like that's why we all got into the industry you know seeing those viral posts and the work that you do creatively yeah exactly like you're able to have that instant validation like this creative idea we had is great but then when you combine all that with a paid side the sponsorship side you're able to have direct correlation and an instant roi above and beyond retweets and engagements and impressions and etc so you make a really good point i was joking with my boss the other day just like side note um, I was like, I think I'm growing up because like I saw something and I was like, oh, that would be a good sponsorship post. Like never have I ever thought in my life. Yes. Oh, that would, I should tell a sponsorship about that. He was like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's where it's going, man. Because right. that's where your check goes. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, if we're like talking no fans. It's like, all right, look, all right. Where can we get the revenue from those sponsorship deals? So it's like that's where your mind needs to go. All right, you you made one last thing. I was gonna close it out, but you're you're spitting out fire and facts, so I have to I have to add on to that. You know, we're in a very interesting dynamic because we're obviously in the middle of a pandemic, uh, still a year later, um, and the focus within teams, at least on the sports side, tends to be on us now more than ever. Right, like uh, a lot earlier, you know, in the industry, we would always ask for let's pay more attention to social, and and, and now we're there, right? Yeah. And so that's some added stress, of course, for teams, but it's also added um, opportunity. How did you navigate that? And how do you see people navigating that right now, um, you know, throughout all this because of that added focus now? Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it allows like the people who are in social to flex their muscles a bit and, fre- and flex their creative brains and, and to show people, hey, it's not just interns. Like there are grown adults back here who get paid to do this. And now you have to see why, like we are the direct communication um, to our fans, to our consumers, to our sponsors, to our partners. And it's like, we, we are the voice now and more, I, we've always been the voice, but more now than ever, it's like everyone is paying attention to social. So I mean, it's a good thing. And like you said, it's a bad thing because it, it just it has added more stress to all of us. <laughs> but I mean, it's just super fun because now people, unfortunately, are starting to realize the importance um, 
of social media, but we knew the truth long ago. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, I've always said like off the court, off the field, uh, we are the forefront of how yeah. consumers, you know, again, outside of what's happening on in the sports realm, like we are the, the first thing that people come to and see when it comes to an organization. So there's obviously a responsibility there. Yeah, I mean, especially with this like, social justice movement too. Right. So, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, we appreciate you so much for being on this. I know everyone's gonna have uh, <laughs> gained a lot um, from this. You were spitting facts. Uh, so. <laughs> where can people find you on social where they wanna hear more of this fire? They can follow me on Twitter or at Astasia Will. Um, I try to talk business. Sometimes I do not. I like to bring jokes. I like to talk music. And I like to have this outrageous take about cereal that we will not talk about here. No, we um, need to do that now. <laughs> we got to do it now. I have a hot take about cereal. Let's get um, it. So if you want to talk about it on Twitter, we can do it. <laughs> we just got to hear what the take is. Why, why are you trolling me, friend? Why? No, I, I think I have not seen it. I've oh, seen you it. Really don't know, Mara? No, I feel like I haven't seen it. <sighs> oh, God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I, Astasia Williams, I like to put my milk before my cereal. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. End the conversation. This is disgusting. This is the worst thing. <laughs> you didn't need to do it. You just didn't need to do it. And you know what? It's crazy. And and I, since you didn't know, I'm willing to put myself on blast for my friend. Um, I mean, this is this will probably be a top five ending of this podcast. Like, so. it is. It is the top five worst because that's a terrible take. Uh, listen, you know what? I'm not going to even explain it. Just know it's it great. Like, it, it doesn't make it soggy, right? Yes, the crunch like stays a little longer. And I'm not really a big milk person, so it's like I'm already doing a little less than the normal person. So it's like, mm. we'll you let feel me, look at my friend. You feel me? We love you, so we'll let it slide. But you know, thanks guys. No, this was great. We we really appreciate you. Of course. Thanks for having me, guys. Of course.